the Galtro Podcast, episode 98. Listeners, ciao. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we will try to make sense of Juve and Napoli's match, which did not happen this past weekend due to a coronavirus outbreak in the Napoli camp. We'll discuss if it should count as a forfeit or if it is no contest and if the match should be replayed. We'll discuss who is at fault and what the hell happened. And we'll preview the legal battle that is sure to follow in what can only be described as a COVID era only in Italy moment. We'll also talk about Atalanta continuing to pack heat and pack on the goals and make big sales as they sell Ahmad Traore to Manchester United on deadline day. We'll also discuss other deadline deals, including that of sending Federico Chiesa from Fiorentina to Juventus, what that means for both clubs. And we'll also talk about a couple of other top sides, uh, including Milan, who are off to a great start this season. We'll discuss what can be expected from them going forward. We'll also shed light on a couple of teams that we think may not be doing so well this season, namely uh, Torino and whether Marco Giampaolo will make it to Christmas out alive. We're not so sure that he will. We'll discuss all that. We have a Hero and Thrones of the Week section as always, which you're not going to want to miss. And we have a little bit of Azzurri talk and so much more. Listeners, we got a great episode for you lined up. Transfer window's finally done, so let's sit back, relax, and as always, enjoy. Pino, take it away. Bye. Let's go. Però, catenazzo che donna sei. Delle donne non mi fido, il corteggiamento è un rito, troppo spesso si finisce che una donna ti tradisce. E non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more, a me basta che siano tonde e disposti a far l'amore da bambino. Veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gore quando facevo il militare, poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine di una presa tra la gente, perciò bambina, se sono qui per te stasera, è una fortuna. Andiamo! Let's go, Nick. Nick Gentiletti, how are you, sir? Doing well, Sam. The transfer market's closed. Uh, no more, no more rumors. No more, no more guessing about what's gonna go on. We know, we know where everyone is. We're 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 ready to roll for the rest of the year. Let's yeah. do it. Only eight weeks of- until the transfer window opens again. No problem. Yeah. So I was actually I was wondering that the winter transfer window hasn't been pushed at all. Uh, it appears not. It appears not. At least according to Fabrizio Romano, who, I mean, everything he says is true. Um, He's the word he, of God, basically. He, 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 could, he could predict. He could tell me, he could tell me who's going to win the presidential election, and I'll believe him based on his sources. Um, and he's, he, he, he said, yeah, you know, he can tell for, me Benevento is going to win the league, and I'll believe his sources. 100%. Um, 100%, 100%. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be that far-fetched, would it be? That, uh, that there'd be like a predetermined order of who should win the league based on like, based on like no, we, who fixes never, what, ma- never, based on who fixes what matches. And if anyone could get those sources, it would be fab. But he said uh, after, the window, after the window closed, after the window slammed shut yesterday, uh, thanks, it's been, a, it's been a great summer. Uh, eight more weeks and I'll see you again. Here we go. So, um, okay. so yeah, it, 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 appears, it appears that even though the season will have, will have begun later, um, the, 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 there's, there's no modification to the winter transfer window, which I guess makes sense because what they're doing is they're, they're, they're meant to end the season at the same point in time that they would have. And they're just, I mean, they, they, they just started it. They deferred the start point by about a month. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think, uh, I'll be, obviously this is, this is, this is in the ideal, in the ideal world that, that, that we can, that we can have a whole season without any interruptions, which a couple of weeks in now. And, uh, it's, it's, it's not abundantly clear to me that that's going to happen. Um, there, there are already a, a bunch of administrative messes going on um, based on based on cases 
Um, yeah, so you're 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 leading me into my you're already leading me into my stron stronzo of the week or my stronzi of the week, and I just have to give it to the the league right? because um, the fiasco that happened between Juve and Napoli was a complete joke. And as as much as I say that, I can't say that I am sitting here today like surprised that I don't we somehow somehow drop the ball on dealing with rescheduling or not rescheduling or whatever no let's start there let's definitely start there let's let's get into it um sam adamo coming at you listeners welcome to episode 98 of the calcio podcast ironically we're starting our podcast we've gone to our of the week section before even discussing any matches and before even having introduced with a match we're starting with a match that didn't even happen so uh well well it it it, I mean, it, it did or it didn't, it didn't. We don't know. We don't on, know depending yet. Depending on who you ask. Yeah. The zone says it did when you look at their highlight clips. But, but most, most, um, most versions, most updated versions of the city table will indicate that the match didn't happen. So uh, here we are three weeks in and we already have, we already have a fucking disaster because of COVID and because of different uh, legislation in different regions in, uh, in the country, in Italy. And ambiguity over impl- implementation of the Serie and the Fiji cheese rules. So, I mean, let's let, let's recap this. But first of all, listeners, get at us on all platforms and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cultural Podcast. Subscribe to us so that you can get updates on when our podcasts drop. Thanks for tuning in. Let's fucking go. Uh, yeah, so- I, I'm going to double down on the Stronzo here because it's. I mean, this is in, this is a gimme here. It's got to be. It's got to yeah. be. It's got to be the. And, and you know what it is? It's, it's, it's like, like most only in Italy moments, which this is. This is an only in Italy crossover segment. Like most only in Italy moments, it's very hard to, to point the finger at one person and say they are the stronzo in this scenario. Because yeah, it's like the general most, population. Like most only in Italy moments, it is just a what the fuck what, what kind of banana republic is this? Yeah, so let me, where, where, let, me set the stage, let me set the stage here for people that, because again, we didn't really explain what happened. So obviously, I'm sure there's complexities to everything that went on and whatever, but to dumb it down for you, long story short. Uh, I think we should start off with a hit. We should probably start off with a history. No, no, no. Let me, let me. Of what happened why, last why week? Why are you cutting me off? Let, well, let well, me, I'm getting to that. Oh, Okay. Give us so, a history lesson. Let's go. We know, right, that Genoa and Napoli in the prior match week played against each other. And then after the fact, after the match, uh, we were enlightened that whatever, 14 between players and, and technical staff at, on Genoa at Genoa had tested positive for the coronavirus. And inevitably, as a result, right, I think Napoli, like right after the match, all the players tested negative. But, you know, from everything that we know with covid and and whatnot your positive test can only show up a couple days later and boom that's eventually what happened i think it was in the two two or three positive cases on the the creepy thing the creepy thing is that two players tested positive on genoa which were determined or which were revealed to have been mattia perin and lasso shown a week ago and then like right correct but then so the match went ahead because it was assumed that they were the only two positive cases in the group everyone else was Mm-hmm. You know, on paper negative, but then the next day, boom, turned out that their tests revealed that they were positive, meaning that they may have been carrying it for a couple of days, which right. so, leads to concerns for Napoli because Napoli, which we discussed last week, we're in contact with them. 
And the fact that they kept testing negative was a little bit concerning because, well, it, it, felt, it felt like the more they got tested over a couple of days, the more the odds would, the, the, the greater the odds would be that yeah. eventually there would be an outbreak similar to that of Genoa because they were in contact with them. And the fact that we have to discuss this on the Calcio podcast is fucking is fucking well, we got to give context. But, we got to edu- We got to educate the people. But nevertheless, you know, that's, that's, nev- nevertheless, that's, that's the year that we're. Finish, that's the year that we're living talking through. Some. Can I finish talking over you? So yeah. It's- so ne- nevertheless, uh, right? Napoli had had two positive cases, and as a result, the local authorities, right, in in Naples, uh, I guess, told the the club like, "Don't travel. You're not allowed to travel." And then the Serie A essentially said, no, that's not a grounds for not showing up to the game. And then long story short, Napoli didn't travel to the game because they abided by what the local authorities were asking them to do, which in my opinion is the right thing to, to do. Uh, like, you know, the, the cliche, there's th- bigger, bigger than sports. I think a global pandemic clearly showed that through months, uh, March through through April and May, that uh, this is bigger than sports. Well, perhaps the a little. Serie a, the Serie A decided that no, it's not. It's not bigger than sports. Well, and and the, the thing, but Sam, this is the the part that blows my mind is the fact that what is happening at Napoli right now, that could very well be like an exact parallel of what happened at Genoa, where only like two players originally test positive, and then the rest of the team can end up testing positive, and then they still don't deem that after seeing an exact similar instance the week before, they still don't deem that as grounds to cancel the game. And so for me, that's a, it's an inevitable pick for why they're Stronzi of the Week. It makes, it's, it's really, it, it, there's no rhyme or reason with, uh, with, the, with the Serie A, really. And, and, what, and what it comes down to is, and I'll agree with you that the Stronzi of the Week has to be the Lega Serie A because, because ultimately they're the ones who allowed this to happen because they, they left ambiguity in terms of how they would interpret their, their own rules. Um, and the fact that there's no continuity between, between public, you know, public legislation and league legislation leads to, uh, you know, situations like this where there could be wild, you know, wild, um, a wild range of interpretations on what is right. And Juventus, who are claiming that the match should have gone on, because of, of the, because of La Lega's rules were not incorrect, just as Napoli, who were claiming that they couldn't leave the region of Campania, were correct, right? So, so I'll, give it to, I'll give it to the Lega as well. And here, here's the thing. Like, obviously, the, 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 thing, the thing that stands out here is like, the incredible optics of, of, of Juventus yeah. showing up at their yeah. stadium. It's um, bad. At their stadium. And their, their, their marketing team or their PR communications team, whoever, tweeting out, a starting 11 people are starting yeah. 11 for the match players showing up in track suits with their airpods in and their and their and their louis vuitton bags like uh, like they're like they're gonna shower after the match uh you know fans in the stadium a thousand to the tune of a thousand waiting to see this game meanwhile uh it's well known that a couple of napoli players have tested positive and as a result they are not permitted to leave the region of campania i believe arendo de Laurentiis may have tested positive as well as did gennaro gattuso uh so no, that was a fake positive gattuso was a fake positive i believe uh, the, the oh, club came out and, and denied it right la grinta la grinta di gattuso <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he fought it off he yeah. fought it off and he fought it off in a day but look um he, he, he drank a little grappa and it was out of his <laughs> system in a day no what is this i gotta be back on the pitch tomorrow so look, this is all um, going on but this is all going on while napoli's players are in naples so they're showing up for a game so juve's players are showing up for a game that that everyone knows isn't gonna happen the leg the lega hasn't hasn't called it off because wafa's 
regulations now determine that if 13 players are negative and available, then a match has to take place. So uh, there was this incredible, there was this incredible visual on the screen of just like an empty stadium. And then a little pop-up at the bottom of the screen, uh, whatever, whatever stream you whatever broadcast you were watching it on saying, awaiting away team or awaiting, awaiting for the yeah. show up. Look, and, what uh, a, jo- and what a and joke and because, but what a joke because like, weren't, weren't like rumblings about this exact thing happening, like public and like on Twitter and on the internet, like a day before, you know, this, this complete, like no show actually wow. happened. And, and like still nothing was done. Like the league knew no, like that Napoli wasn't going to show up. They had like, they, they had like, you know, the, the broadcast and everything was still fucking going on, which was like so ridiculous. Like the, no, the issue like, I was just saying, like, like the, the thing the, that they the, were the, just going to come in on a... was more, was Morata walking around the fucking field in his sneakers, bro. Like the players didn't even take their diamond stud earrings out. I mean, they, 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 they were walking around, they were walking around the pitch, like, like just knowing full well, they weren't going to play football. Look, it was ridiculous. Look, I, and the best, the best part, the best part here is, is I don't know why the streams were allowed to go on here. Like, you know full well that the game wasn't happening, but for 45 yeah. minutes, there were probably some idiots that were waiting around with their dick in their hand, waiting for this game to start, like, not sure what was going on, expecting Napoli to, like, come in on yeah. a chopper, like, <laughs> like, like, land, land on like, the field. Like the cool, like the cool guy and family guy where they fucking <laughs> break, break through the stadium. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, but look, uh, uh, I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna disagree with me on this because I, I know it, especially because you're a Juventus fan, but to me, like, I, I'm being full, full well and honest, and I, I, I promise, I have my fucking hand on my heart here. Like, I promise you. If I were a fan of Juve, like, it, this would not sit well with me. Like, it, 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 it just doesn't. It really almost just seems... Well, I don't want the like, I don't want the forfeit win. I don't want the I, I, no forfeit win. I, I, I know you don't. I know you don't. I, I want the game don't. to take. I want the game to take place. Like most. Okay, then good. Do, okay, then good. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that because you know, like, take the three points and whatever. Listen, who cares? Listen, like, it's, you, fu- it's funny. Are the rules. Listen, it's funny. I saw. I saw the. I saw the Juventus Curva uh, account on Instagram say. We didn't choose to win by forfeit. Napoli cho- chose to lose by forfeit. See, like that. Which is exactly. funny. That's what Which I'm saying. Funny, but it's but funny, but it's not the case. But, 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 but yeah, I, want, I wanted this game to happen, man. I mean, it's okay, bullshit. Good. The game shouldn't I'm have surprised. been allowed to happen. And I think, but I think when, when there's, when there's le- when like literally if Napoli had left the region of Campania, they would have, they would have been prosecuted apparently. <laughs> now, this is, this is ironic because like, since when is the Italian judicial system so efficient and, and by the book? But um. And I, and I mean, case in point is Salernitana and Serie B apparently went to Verona to play a game against uh, Kievo with positive cases in their team. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, They're always out to the, prosecute the South. So, 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 always out to Salerni- prosecute the well, South. Well, this is Campania's own... Campania is the southern region in which Naples and Salerno sit. So this, yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. like this isn't like some broader no. Italian conspiracy no, no. against the South. It's a, it's a southern region enacting the law or implementing the law on its own, you know, constituents. And, and I mean, God helps Salernitana if the, if the, if the state goes after them, because that could be the, that could be the that's, end. That's, of, that's their the phoenixing. They're phoenixing at that point. Okay. So I'm, sur- I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised you agree with me on that. Well, so of course. The, the I thing, mean, like, it's, well, I don't it's, know. It's, it's three points, right? It's three points. Oh, you, you win, you win. That's it. Like, well, I, was well, I think, I think I, this is I, going to be, I think this is going to be a very long drawn out administrative 
battle. And I don't think we've seen the end of it. And I wouldn't be surprised if the game does wind up taking place at one point. I think there are going to be appeals. Uh, on the contrary, on the contrary, I was going to say, obviously, clearly the logical thing to do would be to some, you could find a time to postpone the game. That's the logical no, thing. The issue but, is, but I would be surprised if that happens. I will be surprised if Juventus does not oh, get the forfeited win. I would be surprised just because what, what, what precedent has the league set to, to use their brain? This is a lose, but this is a lose, lose. No one was wrong. Napoli couldn't leave the region and Juve had to field a team because the rules state that when you have a certain number of players that are available, then you can... Yeah, but bro, you can realistically... Field a team. But no, but apparently... Realistically, no, but, but Juventus apparently, could have sent out a statement and maybe saying we won't be showing up to the... If both teams don't show up, what? They're both going to lose? It's like, I don't think so. So, wow. it's, and it, what, is it a forfeit tie? Oh, I don't think we've ever seen any of these, any yeah, of these instances unreal. before. But. but, I mean, you know, vincere non importante, l'unica cosa che conta. They, they were never going to not show up. I mean, they were going to do... That's my point. That's, what, that's what's a big gross but, to me. You but, know? I think, but I think they were just... They were just, they were, they were just they were just fulfilling a legal obligation they had. I don't and know. Understanding I, I, full I don't well that it was going to be a, understanding full well that it was going to be a shit show. And I think that's what's going to happen now. But here's the thing. If you, if you postpone this game, what do you do now? Do you postpone every game where there are positive cases because it could be an outbreak in the entire team? Or do you continue to have the couple of people that are negative isolate and so on? Because this is the first time that we've seen a case like Genoa, you know? This is the first time that we've seen a case like Genoa where 17 players now apparently are. But bro, but bro, positive. it's it's but, simpler than that. If your local authorities are saying we will come and hunt you down and arrest you if you leave the state, then maybe postpone the game. It's not it's not saying it's not like they just had two positive cases and they chose to stay home. Like that's not what happened. So like that's why it's so much simpler than that. Like if if I don't know if it's only in southern Italy, where local authorities are saying it, like teams can't travel if there's well, again, a, I don't, it's, a I don't know if it's a southern, I don't know if it's a southern Italy thing as much as it might be regional or just the state, the, I know, the I know specific the, region. Maybe, I know that the nor, I know that the well, it certainly is regional. I know it is, but 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 you know, I don't know if a lot of teams in the south might have this 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 regulation in place because COVID affected the north much more heavily. So perhaps they were trying to mitigate the the possibility of it affecting the south, where the hospital systems are nowhere near as adequate as they are in the north. Um, if you're not legally allowed to travel, then the game shouldn't take place. I really don't think it takes more brain power to determine that, in my honest opinion. But, but you know, in other, so listen, we, we surely haven't seen the end of this, and I think it's going to be a long drawn out. Again, this is going to be a long drawn out legal battle that we're going to see throughout the season, and we're going to have, we're definitely going to be providing updates on this. I think the game is going to wind up taking place at some point, but I wouldn't I be, so. but I wouldn't be shocked, but I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't. Um, no, me neither. And, me neither. And, and if and when it doesn't, Napoli are going to cry that it's a Juve conspiracy when, in fact, it's really just, you know, two teams kind of having more, more Napoli, I guess, than Juve. So, having their hands tied by, the, by red tape, by legal red tape. Yeah. Which is, again, yeah, the, 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 last, like, the last point of insight that I wanted to give, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy. I'm not. But obviously, Juve has more of a pull with the league than Napoli. I'm not saying conspiracy-wise. I'm just saying, like, as the size of a club, that it's just... It, with without without facts or anything, I think we could pretty much sit here and say they have more pull with the league, right? Especially with the power that Agnelli may have and the influence that he may have over over the league. Well, I mean, but Aurelio like, De Laurentiis is a film. I, I know, I know, I know. He is, but, but, is but, but one, but one of, can help. One, one chair, can't help, but one can't one help the, but ask if it were the other situation around. Not saying it wouldn't. This wouldn't have happened. But one can't help but ask what would have happened if it were the other well, way. Well, the Agnelli, what I was saying, when you cut me off, I was saying the Agnellis are the most powerful family in Italy, right? Yeah. De Laurentiis so. is a powerful family, but more within, you know, within, within, Hollywood. within, within, within cinema. And, 
you know, it's there. There are levels to it, I suppose. I don't know, but but of course, there definitely but, are. But, but but ultimately, I think it's it's stupid that again, you're dead on to give, and I'm giving it to the Lega too. Um, but you're you're dead on to give the Stronzo to the Lega because what they're doing is they're not allowing fluidity between regional, you know, regional law and 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 their own regulations. So anytime you have that, there are going to be inconsistencies. And of course, this, and this won't be the last time this happens. So you have to do, so what you have to do is I think you have to understand that teams have a legal obligation to follow what is locally imposed on them before anything else, hundred percent. And that's, that's, that should be the case in any league where teams are in, you know, are located in different administrative constituencies. So I think, I think that perhaps the league will have to reevaluate it. I don't know if they're not allowed to do that because UEFA have a broader standard, um, that they're looking to implement. I don't know. Remains to be seen. But look, in other Napoli news and in other Juve news, Napoli have stolen Timoy Bakayoko from under Milan's nose and signed him at the deadline. Oh, I don't. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, uh, well, I there were there were say, there were rumors say, yeah, until I mean, a few would, weeks ago that yeah. he was that he was very close to rejoining Milan. But they uh, they, they weren't Napoli. they weren't sto- they weren't stolen from under their nose. It was more Milan decided that the terms of the the terms of the agreement were not to their liking and then he decided to go to Napoli. So, we'll, we'll not spread some fake news over here. Do you think do you think perhaps he could be a replacement for Alan? I think he'll probably wind up playing a similar role, box to box, La Grinta. Um it'll be interesting to see I'm played under Gattuso before, though. He has yes, he has. But if you recall, and you or you may not, maybe it was more of like an intricate detail that happened. No, for, I, I remember. Like, game. I remember. Like, it. He, he and Gattuso got into a spat on the bench where I don't remember what was said, to be honest. But the, the best was the visual of Cutrone sitting in front of of Bakayoko yeah, 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 on the yeah, yeah. bench, looking, looking like mortified, saw, like looking mortified. Because because it was it was it was little Gattuso to fuck off. It was little Patrick. It was little twenty-year-old Patrick Cutrone who grew up like idolizing Milan and Gattuso, and he has this his teammate is like telling this this like larger than life figure to go fuck him. Fuck off. No, so, uh, but they they I think they, they made up. After made that. up. Yeah, they allegedly made up, but. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe I don't know if he'll exactly fill the void that uh, that that Alan left. But I'm I'm predicting inevitably that I think at the end of this, because it's just a dry loan to Napoli. I believe he's only going to have a one year left on his contract, and then Milan might be in a position. Is he still contracted to Chelsea? Yeah, I think they signed them on like some how many, stupid five-year deal. How many players do Chelsea have that they're continually looking to loan out? You better doing know. this too. You better doing this too. No, I mean I know Barca, Barcelona are so many big clubs are are just are just looking to loan out players that they're desperate to get the wages off the books for. I know. Uh, I mean, Juve loaned out Douglas Costa for that reason, and Mattia De Chilio and and um, and uh, Gani no? to uh, Rennes. Yes, so Rennes, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, good, good for good for uh, good for uh, good for Rugani, who will still be playing in the Champions League. Good for Costa, who's going to be still at a at a, at a, you know, at a top European club, arguably the best club in Europe. But you know, it's kind of weird that that they're that they're being shipped off like that. I know Coutinho, same thing at Barcelona last year, went to you know went to Meyer and cucked uh, cucked Barcelona in the uh, in the Champions League. Uh, was no, it the quarterfinal or semifinal? Yeah, but uh, anyway, well, g- good for. Uh, Good, good for good for Napoli for uh, for for getting him for a year. I don't know that it'll be a long term move for the simple fact that, I mean, again, I think he has a, I think he has another year in his contract. I think he signed there in twenty seventeen. 
I believe he has one more year after this contract. So, but Chelsea so were ridiculous, your- man. Apparently, you were like asking for like a thirty mil, like a thirty. Who's who is Chelsea's director of football? I, I don't. I like. I'm not gonna pretend like I know the ins and outs of these EPL clubs and like the boardroom well because I don't. Like I know. I think it's a, think it's a Russian names. woman. I think it's a Russian. Yeah. Woman. Like, apparently she gets praised all kinds for, you know, offloading, like, dead wood and stuff. And she well, was they bring on the dead wood, she right? Was try- she was trying to – exactly. I was gonna, uh, that was my counterpoint. Like, yeah, she's good at offloading dead wood. Well, if you, <laughs> you wouldn't have to do that if you didn't acquire any of it. But um, she, she was asking, like, $30 million for Bakayoko. Well, remember, 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 remember. That, that, that was – a joke. Remember, remember. Absolute remember. joke. That was, that, was under the, that was under the Antonio Conte era that he was brought in, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was in 2017, and I think he left in 2018. So uh, yeah, that, that, that would make sense that they have a few, that they have a bunch of players that were brought in under Antonio Conte who just brings in stupid fucking players anywhere he speaking, goes. Spe- speaking of which, why don't, we, uh, why don't we shift base here to uh, Inter, who... Drew uh, Lazio 1-1. They drew Lazio, yeah, they did. And, uh, well, speaking of which, before we even get to the game, I wanted to, I'm going to, you you can continue with the game here. I wanted to look at some of these randoms that inter, I managed to bring in at the deadline over here. But um, Well, I mean, look, at the deadline, they brought in Matteo Darmian, which we have talked about yes, for about Darmian. a week now. It's their, uh, it's their token, you know, another token random uh, mediocre wingback brought in. By I think they Conte bought back Pinamonti from Genoa or something like that. Yeah, already been discussed. I mean, in terms of deadline day deals, it was only really Darmian, but they've been they've been bringing underwhelming players for a good couple of weeks now, uh, and they've kept Raja Golan. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there because apparently he was pushing very hard to go to Cagliari yeah. and it never wound up happening. And a lot of Inter fans seem to be happy about it now. But look, if he's not happy about it, then uh, I don't know. That, that, well, might, that might speak volume. It might speak like he may, he may not even play. You know, Conte. If if Nangolan's not happy with playing, I feel like Conte would be that guy that would just be like, "Yeah, well, fuck you. You're not playing if you're not happy to be here," kind of thing. Even though he could definitely benefit the team. Well, Conte is also the one who shipped him out in the first place, so it's very clear that they don't. You know, they they they, they probably don't get on super well. Um, I'll, I'll run with that Shock, narrative. Who, Shock, who does get who does get on well with uh, with uh, Antonio Conte? Who's like ever? Come I'll, out I'll, and I'll, said, I'll like, tell. I love playing for him. Almost everyone that has played for him, except big, yeah, except big personalities. And the thing is, yeah, well, I mean, they they've said that they'd run through a wall for him, and that he's the best coach they've ever had. Yeah, maybe because of how passionate maybe, he is. But I, I, maybe maybe out of frustration. Well, I mean, big personality, big, person, <laughs> big personalities like Rajana Golan. I mean, it's not a shock that he would have a clash with with a guy like Conte, um, yeah. you know, big, big big a big emotional guy like Conte. Um, just, uh, just looking at the table right now. So Inter are currently in fourth place. Three games played. Obviously, this is super early. But Atalanta are perfect, man. I actually don't want to talk about the Inter-Lazio game that much because, I mean, it wasn't that interesting a fucking game, man. It was, it was a 1-1 draw. No, it Three wasn't. Two. But but the bigger narrative, in my opinion, is the fact that, you know, not only us, but uh, a lot of people were predicting Lazio to slow down. And Inter was supposed to be even stronger this year. And they managed to tie. And I think, in my opinion anyway that it speaks more volumes about, about Inter than Lazio because, like, I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't, again, like, I'm probably biased as fuck, but I don't see, like, you can add, like, all that quality to this Inter side, but as we saw last year too, like, they're just, they just have results that don't make sense, and that just don't thing. really make sense. And, here's and, the thing. And you have to figure, like, that that will probably continue throughout the year. And it's early days, but 
I didn't, I didn't just say that I wanted to talk about Atalanta for no reason. I, I, the reason I really want to discuss them here is because I actually think they're a really fucking dangerous team. And we've known that for a while. We've known that for about a year now. We've known that they were always a team, you know, to not be, to not be fucked with. But especially in the past few months, um, since they concluded what was a very successful 2019-20 season, since they've done very well since the restart, and since they've been playing well all summer and into the Champions League and almost knocked off PSG, I really think that people respect them now and they haven't lost any crazy players that they haven't replaced. They lost Castagne and they replaced him, right? Um, and, and they have a very solid base. They seem to buy into Gasperini's system and they score a lot of fucking goals, man. In three games, they've scored 13 goals and they are perfect so far. And you know what? I think that while all these other teams are taking points off each other, while Inter and Lazio are going to, you know, draw and, you know, Juve and Roma drew a week ago. Atalanta could, and again, it's very early days. So I may wind up looking fucking stupid in like three months, but I really don't see Atalanta slowing down anytime soon. I see them giving trouble to any team they play. And I think they're so fucking confident that they'll, they'll go out and play the way they play against the likes of Inter, Juve, Lazio, Napoli, Milan, and they'll, they'll give all of them trouble as they have for a couple of years now. But I really think that like the, the broader point I'm getting to here is that I think there are a lot of, I don't want to say mediocre teams, but I think there's a lot of parity now between a bunch of teams that call, that'll probably wind up finishing in the top five, six, um, which is what we want. Right. Yeah. As, but, as but, I, but I mean, fans. but I mean, even Juve, you know, Juve can hit another level as they usually do, but there's a lot of uncertainty there still. And I think Atalanta could capitalize on it. We'll see if, if Atalanta beat Juve twice this season, the title could be theirs, you know. Just, so, just just to play, just just to I don't know, just to put a little bit of water on your fire there. Just to, like just because I have to always. Um, I know they scored at least four goals in each of their three games, but you know, two of them were against Torino, who I think was the most conceded against team last year, and Cagliari, who did not finish strong last year. I'm not, way, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like completely. Uh, you know, go against what you're saying. No, but they also just, scored just a, a bunch of goals a, against Lazio, who 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 are yes, by all did. accounts they, they did. They did a fairly I solid guess. team. Or at least, you know, based on how they played last year, a team that you would expect to do quite well. And they, so they, they consistently score a lot of goals against they'll, everyone. They'll be facing, they'll be facing Napoli uh, upon returning from international break October 17th. So I guess that, well, I mean, again, not to disrespect Lazio there, but, but I guess let's see against Napoli what they, what they managed to do. I'm sure they're going to, I'm sure they're going to score goals. It'll be but a major Sam, barometer of success. Who yeah, you sure. failed to mention in the table right, right below Atalanta, who have conceded zero goals. All in all, no, not in all competitions in the Serie A since returning is Milan. And I need to say that I, a couple weeks ago, I did not say this because I just didn't want to get roasted completely. I actually put a $10 wager on Milan winning the Scudetto this year. At what at odds? Eight, at 18 to 1. And I'm almost in a, I'm almost in a, only three games in, I'm almost in a, because whatever, not to get too deep into it there, but your cash out value obviously drops below what you wager it, like right right after making your bet. And I'm almost already back at even. So okay. well, I mean, life, lose, lose good lose on a, that front. And again, lose a, and lose a couple of lose a couple of derbies, yeah, know, and uh, you you'll, you won't be able to cash that out anymore. I mean, you played no, Crotone and you've played. Yes, Spain. look, I was gonna Come say on. just like just like I was saying. No, but I was just gonna say just like I was saying. Shrug, you know, uh, it's early it's, day. No, no, it's, I, I, it's the it's the it's the the, the 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 counter of what I was just saying about Atalanta. I acknowledge that, but at the same time. With the the injuries that have occurred on our backline, like bro, Matteo Gabbia, not 
not to like not to roast him like i'm not saying anything bad but he's mateo gabbia he's not he's not uh he and you know simon cares is nobody's is a heard nice, nobody's is heard an, about him i understand yeah, yeah. simon cares a nice not player a stud too. prospect no, Simon Kerr is a nice player at, like, you know, 31, 32 years old. It's good to have a little bit better. of that veteran presence with Ibra out. But Matteo Gabbia is no grade A prospect. And, like, he's, I think he's just, he's, he's all right. He's bum average. Well, he's, he's nowhere near the level of, he's nowhere near the level not of. Not a Romagnoli, right? Who hopefully may be back in time for the Derby after international break. How is Romagnoli only 25 years old, man? It feels like he's been around forever. I know, I know. He's, he's really been, does. he started playing for Roma real young. Um, yep. And he and he transferred at what like twenty one years old almost to, or like maybe he was twenty but but, uh, but yeah like then, yeah that that's the point that I'm I'm getting at I'm not like I know it was against Crotone I know it was against Bologna and I know it was against Spezia like I get it but to, like clean sheets were like non existent last year even with Romagnoli there at the back with Musacchio even against some of the shittier teams they weren't there and just the fact that you know they're they're in whatever circumstance the clean sheets are there and the, the you know the positive football is, is happening uh it's it's good times man. it's good it's it's good times i want to do a 180 here just to get back to torino because you were mentioning that torino conceded a lot of goals last year they could be a sneaky candidate for relegation this year uh um, yeah they, I, they, agree. They, they have steadily declined over the past couple of years the place they i don't know why if you look at their squad it's not awful they, you, you'd think they have enough experience to be maybe a mid-table team and even challenge for like some European places. Again, this is probably I, this is kind of the narrative that I was running with them until maybe like the fall last year, and then it just started getting worse and worse and worse. I don't know what it is. I mean, their backline isn't particularly bad. Armando Izzo is still one of the more solid Italian defenders in the league, um, but he's lost his Italy place. I mean, playing for playing for a Torino team that are a real fucking mess. Uh, Marco Giampaolo sucks dick. That's 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 all we got to say. I forgot he was there. I mean, to be yeah. fair, to be fair, they they, they I mean they, they played one less game than or one fewer game than most teams in the league as they were supposed to play Genoa on the weekend. That game's obviously postponed because Genoa's entire team is completely fucked. Um, so so look, if, if, if let, let's not jump if, to any if, conclusions if, three weeks in, but if if I'd be, I'd be scared fired, if I were Torino, bro, if if, if Giampaolo gets sacked within like his first nine games again this year, I think his career's done. I, I they, to get sacked, where does he go from here? To get sacked, I think consecutive he's consecutive years, nine games or less into the I think season, he's, I think he's consecutive like consecutive years. Like the only he's, the, the the only next step to that downward trajectory is taking a job somewhere in Serie B. And, and, he, and he he doesn't need to go back. To, I mean, Sampdoria doesn't need him back. I mean, under Claudio no. Ranieri, they're they're steady. They're fairly steady. What, so does that kind of throw him into like Andreas Tramaccioni territory, where he can no longer get a job in Italy and he has to go out and get a job in like China or like the Middle East? I don't know, maybe, but maybe, from 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 being maybe, like touted as just from what a story, man! Just from being touted as like a genius like i think people are even out to make him the next fucking pep guardiola uh maybe well, if he shaved be, his head he'd be a little bit closer to it but but to be, um, to be fair that was that was a narrative that i don't think a lot of people were jumping on the bandwagon of no if you if you do your if you do okay a lot maybe not a lot obviously not a, like it's not not like a, a complete mainstream i remember thing, the like, take last year i thought it was insane <laughs> but like, i think most yeah, people there was, did there was no but there was like a general understanding that like oh he's a tactician and this and that and whatever 
And the only thing he's he, the only thing he's good at is fucking losing games within the first nine games of each season. So I don't know. I mean, again, you're you're, you're basing it off of a off of a small sample size of two seasons and over. Yeah, two we'll we'll years. get back to we'll, we'll get back to so this. Let, if you just, look at the way Torino have been playing, pin, it doesn't look good. Throw a pin <laughs> in that good. one. Just throw a pin in that one. Bookmark it, and we'll move on to it in about a month. Um, after another couple of games, we haven't like, done any. We haven't done any bets in a long time. Like, what could we both do if Marco Giampaolo gets sacked nine games or less in nine games or less? I don't know that what I want to bet do? against. I don't know that I want to bet against that. <laughs> What's his name? Okay, what if we? What if Ur, we bet? Ur, Urbino? I, Urbino Cairo. I don't. I don't think he's gonna. Just a name I love, by the way. Urbino. Oh, you know what? Okay, new segment. Unreal first names. There. Or, uh, just what, unreal what? names in general. No, no, no. Like, let's come up with a name with it. Unreal first names is too. Is too straightforward. It's too no self-explanatory. Uh, but not I only like, first names. It has to be just complete names. I would say first names. I mean, we, no, we, bro, we, we I have a good one. I have two, a weeks good ago, one. two weeks ago, we had Pantaleo. We had Selvaggio Sarri, which means wild savage, by the way. And now we have Urbino. That's why you got to say the full name. That's why you got to say the full name. We have Urbino, Urbino Cairo, who everyone knows from. I, even, I would even say for a full name candidate, uh, uh, Spezia's coach, Vincenzo Italiano. <laughs> Is it, Ameri- is, it, is it American or German? No, German that, American? no, that's another guy I showed you. No, he's born in Germany. I don't really know his backstory, to be honest. But, Vincenzo uh, Italiano was born in Germany. Okay, yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Vincenzo I, Italiano. Um, Hellas Verona in, legend. Hellas Verona legend. I'll throw in, I'll throw in uh, Genoa. Even, even if that born. weren't true, even if that weren't true, you wouldn't even bat no, an eye if it was no, true. <laughs> nobody, nobody. I was, I, you think I was about to challenge you on that? I have no fucking idea. Um, um, yeah, no, so, sorry. Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. I, I would throw, I would throw Genoa's owner and chairman into that mix as well of, uh, unreal names. Preziosi. Preziosi. Yeah, that's pretty good. Whenever that's I see good. that, whenever, apparently he's a real right motherfucker. Oh yeah. <laughs> apparently he's a real cocksucker. Um, <laughs> I know that's a crazy blanket statement that I just threw out with, with little <laughs> yeah, tobacco. But I, I I heard I heard it on I heard it on the uh, on the Totally Golazzo podcast with James Richardson a couple weeks ago talking about ultras. It was an ultra special. I actually sent it to you, Nick. Uh, you should listen to it, listeners. Uh, Definitely check it, out, check, check it out. It's a two parter. It's fucking excellent. Uh, totally football shows. Totally Golazzo show um, from like back in April. Um, two part special on ultras. Uh, yeah, apparently apparently he's done. He's he's just he's just colluded with his own with his own ultras against against his players or against his fans or some shit. Again, I could be butchering it. Just love his love his name though, if nothing else. Um, but um, look, I wanna I wanna give a I wanna give a hero of the week real quick. To, uh, to Benevento, who have won another game. Two games in are on six points. Uh, so I'll give it more broad or more specifically to Pippo Inzaghi. I won't broadly give it to Benevento. I'll give it to Pippo Inzaghi because uh, he's been on our, on our radar for a while as a guy who's up and coming, which is funny because his, his introduction to the game as a coach um, was not fruitful. Obviously, he kind of got thrown to the wolves. Um, Andrea yeah, Pirlo, not his, Juve not style. At all. Yeah, not but, his fault at all. Yeah, uh, not even, bro, not even much, a comparable, much, not, much, even a, <laughs> not even a comparable situation. He got, no, no, he got thrown to the wolves. Like, yeah. like, like Juve just bought Federico Chiesa for fifty million, man, uh, and 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 had so much had so much depth that they had to get rid of Douglas Costa. Like, yeah. So let's do it. Let's do an let's do an exercise. Let's let's do an exercise here. So who was the first player signed under Pirlo's tenure? It wasn't Chiesa, I don't think. Was it like McKinney? Maybe I don't know. It was obviously. I believe it was Weston McKinney. It, I believe it was, it was obviously. Uh, it was obviously a decent player. Right? It was McKinney, then it was Morata, who, and who looked uh, good, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McKenny has looked quite good. good. I mean, he's only played two games. First game was so. Good. Let's see. Let's see who the first player was that was transferred in 
two people in Zaggy's Milan as what I pulled it up. Twenty fifteen would it have been like twenty fifteen? I, I don't have see. I don't so I don't have the dates. Yeah, I have the year. I don't have the dates of when they arrived. But just to give you a little example, we got uh, Adil Rami, we got Gabriel Paletta, we got Fernando Torres on loan. Oh my yeah. god! And Mattia Destro. So not comparable oh, situations at all. But but yeah. Um, Speaking of which, people in Zaggy that year actually won more games than he had lost. I think so. I have here he had won fourteen games, drew thirteen, lost thirteen. So I mean, Milan were throwing teams. To, they were throwing coaches to the Wolves that year, man. Yeah, they, they not, not that year. Not that year. Excuse me. That whole period. I mean, they threw Clarence Sador first managerial job yeah. to the Wolves. Uh, Gennaro Gattuso first managerial job to the Wolves. Um, you know, to be fair, Gattuso's actually managed to stay in the game at the top level. Of, for the past year and establish himself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I he obviously did have he did have a slightly better squad available. To I will him, say, right? I will say this: but if Gennaro Gattuso leaves Napoli or gets sacked, or say he le- say he leaves, say he has successor and decides to leave for a bigger job in like two years, I don't know who would hire him outside of Italy. He feels like one of those guys well, that wouldn't be able to no, coach no, no, anywhere no, no, other no. than Italy. Well, you remember, remember Newcastle the, uh, was was heavily linked to him. No, uh, I remember that. I remember yeah. that, but I just can't imagine him trying to speak English to a bunch of. To a, bunch, he to a bunch Eng- of members of the Jordi media. Well, not very well. He, spe- he speaks English decently well. Better than the average uh, Italian coach. That's you, know, sure. you know what? He did play in Scotland for, for Rangers. So if there was anyone that could... He does know, speak better. In comparison, I remember when Alexis Salamakis transferred to Milan last year in January. Pioli couldn't speak a fucking word of English. Apparently, they threw him on the pitch and he didn't know what position he was playing and like what his <laughs> responsibility was. And that was the most wild story i heard last year so uh, i don't think the average probably, he probably just assumed, he probably just, well, just he, <laughs> he probably just assumed ah, he, he's, he's belgian he speaks french latin languages don't understand don't get the gist of yeah it. apparently he was speaking to him in italian and salamakers <laughs> was like what the fuck are you saying but um i, I wanted to and he's so like he's I, like 19 I, 20 years old he probably didn't have the balls to say what are you saying sir yeah exactly i i like the inzaghi pick but i actually so i my my hero revolves around benevento too but it's actually going to go to gianluca lapadula for scoring the winning goal and Your i'm boy gonna, respect i'm gonna i'm gonna come out on a limb and under uh under uh, inzaghi's tutelage uh lapadula is going to score 10 plus goals this year I'm gonna say okay. ten, 10 okay. plus. Well, you, you know, 10. you know, you know what? Lapadula does doesn't play that unsimilarly to Inzaghi in the fact, you know, in, in, in that he's he's a poacher who's often offside. I think um, from what little I have seen of him, let's see. That'll be interesting. I mean, you could have worse. You 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 could you could definitely do. He's do a little. Worse. He's have a little bit more to like coach a, you as a forward and when to make your runs. More like if if Gattuso reincarnated into a into a striker, I would think. I mean, if people in Zaghi played now, though, to be fair with VAR, he would not have had the success that he did. That's for oh. sure. Was it, um, was, it, uh, was it Sir Alex Ferguson who said he was born, he was born offside? offside? Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to give a quick shout, verbal meme, to, uh, to Udinese. Who Papadula's been- on one goal, by the way, just to clarify. It was his only goal. So it's one. not like he scored like three in three games and I'm uh, making an easy uh, uh, prediction here. Okay, fair. Well, that, that'll, be, that'll be one to follow. I'm, I mean... We, we, we could bet on that. I could bet against it for no real reason other than the fact that I feel more strongly that he won't get 10 goals than I do about Torino not um, firing Giampaolo after nine games. I'm not touching the Giampaolo one because he's, <laughs> I think he's gone after nine games. Nine games takes us to what? Like December? I, I, I don't think he makes it till then. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, real quick. Verbal meme. Verbal meme. Udinese are bringing in Gerard De Olofeo, who was, of course, at Watford last year. 
Um, verbal meme, Spider-Man uh, in the mirror pointing to Spider-Man who points back at him. That was probably how the negotiations went where Udinese uh, yep. were like, hey, Gerard De Lofeo. Or, uh, <laughs> or like, this isn't a verbal meme, but I'm, I'll paint a picture for you. Um, Udinese director picks up the phone says, hey, can calls I have Gerard De Lofeo? <laughs> calls his cell phone. <laughs> Call, calls, his, calls, his, calls his landline. Picks up, yeah, no problem. You can have him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so for those of you that don't know, the owner owns both clubs. They didn't... They didn't uh, they're didn't. pretty tight. They're pretty tight. They didn't... Well, no, they, he owns both clubs. But they didn't, uh, didn't Roberto Pereira do the exact same thing? I think you could be forgiven. For, you could be forgiven for thinking so. Uh, but no, he was signed by Juve from Udinese and was then signed by Watford. So I guess then, the management back, I think. So but now he's back. I believe he's back now at Udinese. I think, well, sorry, not back. He was never at Udinese. But I think he's on Udinese now, I believe. Well, it, well, it would make sense because typically when teams get relegated, there's a mass exodus. And a guy like Pereira, who has played for Argentina before, you might think, uh, you might think, would want out in uh, in an effort to, to to play in the top division, and you are correct. He is back at Udinese. Hey, I don't. Uh, I missed that I one. I don't. Okay. I don't know if uh, at, at this day and age, I don't know. If a, playing for Arge- I don't know if playing for Argentina at this day and age uh, merits you playing in the top division everywhere in the world. To be honest, I don't. I don't think Rodrigo de Paul. But I do. I don't think that Rodrigo de Paul makes it out of this season with them. I think. No, or I don't Might think he starts next season with them. He Might is so. I wanted him at US so bad. He is so fucking good. I love. Yeah, him. He's, he's very a beautiful good. player to watch. Apparently, he was linked yep. to Leeds. Um, which mm-hmm. uh, which. You know, you know, I mean, that, that, that would have been one where if Watford had the budget for it on their books, um, they, 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 I mean, actually, it doesn't, doesn't even fucking matter. They could have, they could have, they could have literally got him for nothing and, and given Udinese nothing in return because it's all, you know, it, it's all to the benefit of the collective, uh, the collective ownership group there. If, he, if they had stayed up in, uh, in uh, the Prem one more year, I'd be so, I would have been surprised if he didn't actually join them. Um, again, they could have probably, because he has a lot of resale value, they probably could have sold him to a UA or like anyone else that would have been willing to pay for him. Um, really depends what their goals were there. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because he feels like a top player who could probably do it at a top, top club. And I don't know if Udinese are even going to stay up this year. They might struggle. Um, again, low-hanging fruit. They're in second to, second to last place right now. But I think it's not that hard to take to say, just given that they've, they've generally... No, of course not. You know, they, 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 they've been lower bought half of the table for the past couple of years now. Um, I want to go back I, to Atalanta real quick, unless yeah. sorry, you, wanted to, you, wanted to, well, you wanted to chime in. I don't, maybe, I don't, maybe, speaking of Atalanta, maybe you're, maybe you're going to steal my... Or maybe I'm going to steal your thunder here, but I don't know if I'll give you a hero of the week, but... I know, a, a okay, nice so little, I, know, I know where you're yeah, going with this, but go. Honorable, River, honorable go, mention go. To, um, to Ahmad Traore for transferring to Manchester United for a fee of like... 30, 30 million, million euro, and you know what? You know what? Plus I, add-ons, plus I, I, sub... More okay. than that. I love this because this is football manager in real life. Yeah. Show, oh, and, it yeah. proves, and it proves to you that Man United can do Man United things in real life like they do on football manager because this is yeah. completely a Man United thing to do on football manager. And that the rep- I guess it kind of proves that their reputation is well-earned. But look, um, I, so, so when we were talking about, about Atalanta before and um, how, how I think they'll contend this year, I, I forgot to allude to the fact that their transfer business is A1. Obviously, the players they bring in, their recruitment is fantastic. But the business that they, that they do to sell players has also been, likewise, very uh, impressive in the past couple of years. And the fact that they've always been able to replenish them. Now, uh, th- them being the players that they've sold. Now, I want you to consider this for a sec. They, in the past like nine months, since the January transfer window of this past year, have sold Dejan Kulusevski and Amad Traore to Juventus and Man United, respectively, two of the biggest clubs in the world, for a combined approximately 70 million euro. Think about that. 
70 million euro. Neither yeah, of them featured for the club. Ahmad Traore has played 25 minutes for the club. He's 18 years old and has one goal for the, for the club. But, but, you know, he's not a key cog in their team right now. Right um, now, he, but that's, that's the thing. So, like, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's beautiful business. It is. And Dejan Kulusevsky never it, even played for them. And they I, were, I know, but it's, able just, to it's, just, it's just reflective of the state of Atalanta, right? While they are a good team, and like you said, like, their scouting network is clearly, in, like, super impressive. Like, do you know they, what they could do with 70 million euro with the players? They I know, have? I know. But, but first, Kulusevsky is a fantastic player. So, it's not, like, it's, not like, it's not like they're just offloading, like, garbage for money, right? They're, no, letting, but, good, they're letting good talents but go. But develop- they're developing them, and they're developing teams – without these these very talented players and they're still able to sell i mean look it's it's incredibly impressive but i just so 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 i just want to hate that i hate to make the cheap parallel to ajax again like i did like a couple weeks ago when i was saying like like i know i like maybe this is what you have to do like to build your bankroll and to build your bank balance and everything to eventually become like a big stable club that can make big transfers like you know maybe that's where you got to start but they're they're obviously still not in a position where they can they can, you know, decide to, to keep and hold some of, like, their best talents. I believe Fabrizio Romano said, like, he rarely gives opinions on Twitter. He, he came out and said that he, like, he thinks Ahmad Traore was, like, the best talent, the best young talent he, in Italy. He was, he was that, giving context because Man United fans were losing their shit. Yeah, of like, course. Well, we don't course. have enough money for Jid and Sancho, but we just splashed 30 million on this guy who no one's ever heard of. And, but to be and, fair, and, a lot of people don't know who he is. And I think Romano, who obviously lives in Italy, and watch Serie A, like most people that do watch Serie A know what a fucking impressive talent he is. Yeah, and I believe, I don't know if he said it or if he said Man United believes this, but I think I had read a tweet somewhere and I'm going to try to continue looking now. Well, apparently he, Man United have said, been looking at him since he was like 15. Yeah, and that, uh, that they may even like well, very well value him like as much of a talent as... Uh, as Mason Greenwood, apparently. That's what, that's what I saw on Twitter anyways. I'm going to try to year, find He's a year younger somewhere. than him. He's a year younger than him. You're so, younger. So, and, so, so. I, 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 and I think, I think I believe I read Romano saying that once, because the transfer is only going to happen in January because of like work permit bullshit and stuff right. like that. But uh, apparently he's going to stick around with the first team. So, so that'll be good for them. I think he'll actually, he actually could maybe tear up a little bit for them. I mean, it really depends if he's in the plans or not. But I mean, it'd be kind of funny if he couldn't get into the there's Atalanta so many, team and just, only for him to so go to Man United. There's yeah. so many wingers at United. Like it's, Import. It's, it, it, I just hope it doesn't fuck up his career. That's like, like as, as cool as it is yeah. for him. And like, I've been, I, I've, I've been talking about this guy for a while now, but like, uh, I just really hope it doesn't stunt his career. And, He's an and, auto signed for me on football manager has been for a year now, but uh, just side point. I, I wonder if that's what, what might happen to, to Kies at, at Juve, man. If he, if, if he, if you make like, a, if you make that move to not start every game, um, I don't know. That's only going to stunt your growth. And on top of this, I didn't, I didn't know this, Sam. I saw on Twitter, whatever, I'll refrain from using names over here, but uh, a, a check mark who's, a, who's an Atalanta fan that I saw was, uh, sorry, Atalanta, Fiorentina fan that I saw was actually happy that Chiesa got transferred and was saying that he's been terrible for the last couple of years, that he's been holding the club back, that he's so 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 that so that and blue check that, so that blue check like, mark that blue check mark was is 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 if it is who I think you're referring to. Uh, is, I just don't a, want to use names just for is, the sake is, of not using is, names. Is That's is a it. is a bit of a hot t- okay, well that sounds like a bit of a hot take merchant. Let's not name names. But yeah, uh, I, I, I I disagree with that. I mean you could ask listen, uh, I I don't I don't know 
I don't know if this blue. Okay, look, look, look. Like, look, look we could debate. Like, look, we could debate all you want. I, I do hey, think hey. that Kiesa might be a little bit overhyped. I do, and I've, I've said it on the podcast too a couple of times. I really, he just seems to be like a. Yeah, let's like let's a, talk about like Kiesa. Like let's talk about Kiesa. Yeah, but, from, but uh, just to wrap up my point. Yeah, just to wrap up my point. Like, uh, not to say that he's like a garbage player or anything like that. Like, I could I could side with someone that may say that. That the hype was. I, I remember saying, like, you know, generational talent. Uh, Comiso wants eighty million. Like the no. same thing, like like Bellotti, Bellotti, generational talent, eighty million. No and no, they're both wrong. I'm thinking the and same thing because so so. But, so, but so, here, so, just let, me, so let me finish. So just let me let me finish. But to say that Fior, that he's been holding them back when they've had. They have fucking Beppe Iacchini as a coach who is a, relegation as a, right wing back. <laughs> as a, as a esca- relegation escape artist playing him at right wing back. Don't go and tell me he's been holding them no. back. Like That's, yeah, that's no. ridiculous. Yeah. Kesa, let's be honest. Call him the selfish, that, whatever. The way that Fiorentina have played. No, let's be honest. The way that Fiorentina <laughs> have played for a while. By the way, I didn't even know that the blue check mark in question, uh, who shall remain nameless. It is was if you're a Tina fan. Let's assume that they were. I had no idea. Um, I I I think I think again it's 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 bitterness. It's bitterness. Most most Fiorentina fans loved him. Um, would have wanted him around forever. And all like you know. Let, let, let's be honest. It's the same thing with Bernardeschi. Just as if Castrovilli leaves, they will be salty because it's normal because they're a, they're a not you know they're they're not necessarily a, a a top a top 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 side in a you know in a top market, but in a top city, in a top market. So they have this, 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 I don't want to say complex, but they, 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 they definitely feel like, they definitely feel like they are a, 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 a big club that deserves nice things, which is normal. But the fact is they, you know, they, they have constraints on them. And I think the fact that, as you said, Bippe Iacchini is the fucking manager right now is indicative of the fact that like, they're only, they're only going to get so far with what they have right now. And if anything, I don't think it's that unreasonable to say that Fiorentina have held Chiesa back for a couple of years, not the other way around. Chiesa has scored a third of their goals last year. He scored nine goals, and I think they scored like 30, if that. <laughs> so, come on. You're not going to tell me. I know. Me. I know. Outla- gonna... Absolutely outlandish. It is, it, is, it is outlandish. However, like, however, like we, could, however. we could sit at two ends of the table and discuss if he's overhyped. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll gladly now, have that discussion. To say he's been holding them back is just one of the worst takes I've, I've now, ever heard. However, however. He can be a bit selfish in attack. Yes, he I do, is. I do he understand. Is. I you know? agree. I completely head, agree. Head down, drives yep. the goal. But I think that's also I think that's also a strong suit of his. I think that's a strong point. And surrounded by better players, it'll be interesting to see how he does. You know, I think when Bernardeschi came to Juve, he cocooned a little bit. He he had that incredible game, that godly game against against Atletico Madrid, which I think is what he could do. Like like that that is what he is capable of. The the fact of the matter is, so much of playing at a top level is mental. And I remember his first ever game at Juve, or for Juve, was a Supercoppa uh, against Lazio in Rome. The one that I, we allude to now and again because it's the night I almost died and the night that I almost uh, killed myself by throwing myself into the river after Mattia De Chilio got burnt by Jordan Lukaku, RIP. Um, Mattia oh, De Chilio's Juve career. But uh, Bernardeschi came on in that game and, and, and just didn't grab the game by the horns. And... The fans got on his back. He asked Douglas Costa to switch sides. And, you know, I don't know. It feels like from that moment on, I wanted him to be successful. He was a young Italian player who I, who I really liked. You know, he was on, he's on brand too. You know, he's, 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 he's a sexy name. He's, uh, he's, he's got a good personal brand. I wanted him to be successful. I really did. But, like, right there and then I was like, mm, I don't know. Something feels off. 
and it feels like he never quite got into it. I, I, so I wonder if maybe like, you know, Kiesa will, 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 you know, become a mental midget. Likewise, you know, I really don't know. Only time will tell, but it's definitely safe to say that at Fiorentina, the way he played was a little bit selfish. Um, but the no, fact, no the fact doubting that, he, that, no doubting that at all. Like, but like the fact that he was being played as a right wing back sometimes, and you know, now, unfortunately under Pedro, and again, I think it's very early days, but we're rolling with a three, four, one, two now with, I mean, last game against Roma Kuluzeski played as a wide midfielder, which was basically yeah, that was one, one task with, with like defensive duties. If that you, was wild. You know, or you're not going to tell me that Kuluzeski nor Chiesa deserve or should play in that position. Like, no, definitely come on. Not. I think there's going to have to be some tinkering there because Chiesa Comiso's is doing a, a great guy. job. Comiso's no, doing a great job. You know, now, you know, now, that is a good you know sale. What? That is a good sale. And they brought yeah, it in. Is. It is. It they, is. And they brought in Martinez. And they brought in Martinez Quarta from River Plate, who apparently, apparently, is a very solid defensive acquisition for them. He's young a, kid, he's a, 21. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know who he is. He's another football manager name that I always see. But you know what? At least they have their 37-year-old workhorse who's injury prone to lean on Fiorentina. Which one? At least they. Both Havalero or Frank Ribery? <laughs> well, good point. Good, good fucking point. I mean, they, they've replaced him with Jose Callejon, but you know what? That, that isn't a terrible deal. Bringing in Jose Callejon for peanuts and selling yeah, Kiesa for 50 another, million. Another uh, 34-year-old. I don't want to say... Yeah, on the verge of being washed up. And, you know, and you know, I don't want to say Juve got fleeced, um, but but 50 million is no small is no small amount, especially in this market. No. At least you guys so, are paying it over three years. So at least cash flow-wise... There's that. It's a, two, it's a two-year loan with an eventual yeah. obligation to buy yeah. or option that is basically an obligation. I think it's, it's kind of been... Differently reported, but Comiso, bro, this it guy looks, it looks like they're running the club to the ground. Running the club to the ground. I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Fiorentina fans can hate him for that because, again, it was, it was a hands. I think they, I think no, not, I'm not, I'm not uh, sorry. My my comments on Comiso have nothing to do with the sale of Chiesa. Like it's a good yeah. sale. It's fine. It was inevitable. He's gonna leave. It has nothing to do with that. Just man, like to 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 swing your dick around like he did to have like a, probably a, a fucking you know your work your your best player is a 37 year old frank ribery your coach is a severely balding you know relegation escape artist with no like what ambition does that show man like and and then you come out and say i'm gonna come and save this club and start posting pictures comiso day this that uh, my gift to you is can you go players. one whole can you go one whole episode without rant? no no I challenge no. you to no. You talked about Yakini and Caps. Um, Every time I see Fiorentina quick. lose, I, I, I feel sad for the fans because it's a nice historic club and I would love to see them do well. But I also kick my feet up and say, you know what, Comiso, this is your fault. This is you your know, fault. Um, if it means anything, um, very reputable Fiorentina fan, longtime Fiorentina fan, Alabanda Peppel, was very distraught that uh, Chiesa was sold. He sent me a message saying, take good care of him with a crying emoji. Uh, and you know what? I, I, I mean, Ali, to be fair to him, has, Ali's has, watched him for he, all he, 15 he, games last year, so he knows how good he is. No, but to be fair, Ali has been pretty consistent at, at following Fiorentina. He has no, kept I watching know, them. I'm joking. I and know, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, no, but so, so, so I think he really did develop an affinity for him. I wonder, like, how, imagine how crushing it is to be like a 13 year old, like Florentine right now, like who, who loves Fiorentina, has grown up like for the past like, five years. Federico Chiesa has been like your idol. Imagine how crushing it must be to have a hometown kid leave like that. I don't know. Just, it's kind of a dark yeah, turn I just took. But definitely, definitely sucks. Definitely. If, if Alavanda Peppel is wrecked, is, is is choked up about it, imagine like little little kids in Pirenze. Um, but yeah. Um, look, speaking of caps, Beppe Iacchini, I forgot to mention real quick. Quick shout out to 
Uh, Samir Handanovic rocking the cap. Uh, the he ball does that often. He does it often. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I've never seen it before. Last time I saw that being done was by Pierluigi Golini. Golini did it too. Yeah. I thought of this though. Sometimes when you're a goalkeeper, you got to bail yourself out of trouble using that, using your head, you know, like a fucking stupid back pass comes and you got to, yeah, I know, I know, I know Manuel know. Neuer does it often. Wild. You know, that's a big risk, Rand, you're running if you wear a hat. That I was even big. thinking, like, imagine last-ditch effort. Like, you you know, the a guy, a player beats – the striker beats you one-on-one. You just take off your cap and fucking throw it in the guy's face. Apparently, Where's that was saying on the, the rules. Really? Is that is that, so. is that fact? Damn. Uh, well, well so apparently – I think apparently if you throw your shoe, it counts as a handball. I swear. <laughs> at, the, at, the point, at the point where the foul was committed. So, if you throw your shoe in the box, it's a penalty. I swear to God. I heard this, I heard this recently. It's an unknown rule. Um, or well, little, doesn't they don't there's uh, nowhere in the legislation does it say? Uh, uh, I hats, saw it on all right? my goal. Does well, it say cap? Does it say caps? I would I would assume it's a piece of equipment. I don't know. Like, what if you took a piece of tape off of your hand and threw? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Dep- depends on the depends on the wording of the uh, depends on the wording of the law. Also, quick shout out. Uh, Robin Olsen transferring to Everton. Uh, they're trying to fix their goalkeeping issue by signing an even worse goalkeeper. So shout out to Everton. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a tweet reply under the, uh, under the announcement, which had a lot of likes. It had like 25,000 likes on Twitter, on, under, Everton, Ever, under Everton's uh, Twitter account, because I think all their fans have basically lost all hope in, uh, in Jordan Pickford. And then one guy who is, who, is, uh, who is woke, I guess, says, great, we've replaced Jordan Pickford with the Swedish Jordan Pickford. Which that might be that might be overstating it. Which is completely true. Um, and uh, and uh, and uh, Nikki Bandini, formerly Paolo Bandini, who you might be who you might be familiar with, uh, listeners, obviously a, a very well respected football writer. Yeah. Um. Uh. Said said on the Guardian Football Weekly pod, I think today actually. Um. I think I think I think uh, I think um I think someone asked someone asked someone asked Bandini, um, is Robin Olsen the solution? Can he take over Jordan Pickford in one sentence or less. Bandini's response was, um, no. <laughs> so I, I, uh, remember, I, remember, I, I totally when we, remember when we, we made him out to be the worst uh, Serie A signing back in, I don't know. A he, did bounce, he, did, he did bounce back at Cali. And then some, some guy, some guy had the audacity to tell us that, that Robin Olsen was a, a, a good quality goalkeeper that we were out of, of our minds. Some, some where's, that, where's that guy today? Dude, I don't know, man. It's just one guy on Twitter. You got to let that go, bro. It's been almost two years. Fuck me. Just saying. Um, um, quick shot for Cuck of the Week. Um, Kyle Krause went out, really tried to get a lot done on transfer deadline day. Didn't bring in a few people, including um, a Belgian guy named Busa, who I've never heard of, but apparently is highly touted. And uh, hans Lucy Cabilia on loan from Juve to, uh, to fill in their midfield with an option to buy. But unfortunately, they, uh, they were rumored to be very interested in bringing in Amad Traore, yeah, um, to probably, I guess, replace Dejan Kulusevski. I guess there are some good relationships there with Atalanta, but unfortunately, they got big cut by Man United, uh, which is too bad because that that might have, uh, you know, it, as we were saying, we're not sure if Amad Traore is going to play at all at Atalanta this year. But you know, Parma might have been a good place for him to kind of come through and uh, and uh, and shine. Um, anyway. Listen, I still can't believe that Ahmad Traore is a Man United man. Funny that they announced him, by the way, as Ahmad Diallo. I know. Apparently, I he, has see two, that, he has two last. Apparently, he has two last names, and they, they announced him as Ahmad Diallo. I thought it was a major typo. I was losing my mind. What I find crazy about Traore is his older brother, who's only twenty years old and is also a young gun at Sassuolo, is also a fucking really so really solid prospect, but no one ever talks about him. Ahmed Junior Traore, because Ahmad is like. Is like is like the guy. He's like he's like apparently a generational talent. Uh, that, that's a cuck of the week within a cuck of the week. That, that is a cuck within a cuck. That's like cuckception. 
Um, okay. Do you want to get to the Azuri real quick before we wrap up here? Um, yeah, very, very quickly. Yeah. We have a couple games this week. We have a friendly tomorrow against Moldova. We're recording this podcast, of course, on Tuesday, October 6th. And um, the friendly, I guess, tomorrow might be an experimental one because Mancini has called up a big-ass squad. And now, I mean, it's, 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 it feels like whenever he calls up um, his convocati, it feels like it's a, it's a who's who of, of Italians in Serie A. And basically... It's it's easier to it's easier to just name who was excluded than who was included. Seriously, um, but uh, I think there were like 34, 35 guys included in this squad. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he you know uses it as an experimental match, uh, especially given that Moldova. I fucking hope. I fucking hope. I fucking hope so against Moldova. <laughs> especially especially because the games against uh, against Poland and, and and Holland will not be will not be easy. Holland especially you know we we we, ha- we handled them pretty well last time, but the Nations League. I fucking like the Nations League, man. Honestly, just having some nice competitive football with a trophy at the end of the season is uh, is 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 very is very um, is very um, is very encouraging. Given the, the 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 just the the really boring friendlies that used to happen like year round. I mean, this yeah. is so much so much more exciting. But um, I, I, I think the I, I think the funniest. I'm again not not to make anything out of the squad because when thirty five guys get called up, uh, anyone could fucking get called up. One of the funnier ones that I saw was Angelo Ogbona getting called up from West Ham. That was that was very funny. Yeah, and, I, I, don't, uh, I don't mean it's culturally appropriate, but I love his middle name. I, it just it just makes me laugh. Obinze, Angelo Obinze Ogbona. Oh, I didn't even know that. Obinze. Uh, I didn't Obinze. even know that. And then uh, and then the other one is uh, Caputo. I feel like if anything, if anything, like Mancini might give him like a like a, a merciful start against Moldova just to make him feel good, you know, put on the Azuri shirt. The just, a token old, just a token old man cap. That's it. A token old man cap does feel good sometimes. First cap, uh, first call up for Marco, for Marco Silvestri. Yeah. First call up for Marco Silvestri. Um, Alex Meret, obviously, and Mattia Perin, who might have been fourth choice goalkeeper, are both, uh, are both definitely, uh, are definitely off limits right now, given that they're parts of, uh, parts of teams that are, uh, that are uh, that are uh, ravaged by COVID right now. So good, to, good to see him get a call up. He definitely won't play, but nice. Um, and welcome back to Vincenzo Grifo, who uh, who you you called my number ten a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, I did in in, uh, in jest, but I guess we'll we'll omit that. But Stefano Sharawi still gets called up. Did you see? Did you see this? Back Stefano in Roma. Sharawi? Back back at Roma. By no, the way. no, no, no. What happened? It fell through. It fell through at the at the death. And I don't know if you saw. I was gonna ask if you saw his uh, if you saw his Instagram story yesterday. It was just a black oh. screen with the shrug emoji. Oh, the sh- no. with, with the with the head in hand. No shrug emoji. Because I think his deal fell through at the last minute. Well, Imagine you know what? Me. Don't 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 fuck off to China, and you won't have to post that story. Well, you can't blame him. I mean, like, listen, Roma sold him, and and he's making big fucking money over there. Like, you know. You, it's 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 now he's mad he can't come back yeah well it wasn't a long-term thing he's 27 years old he'll be 28 this year he has another few good years to give i think it wouldn't be stupid for him to come back in a good couple years made money now come back you still have some something to give definitely man but i mean he's been trying to get out of there for like two years Uh, excuse me for for um for two windows two transfer windows and like again i mean not not to abuse this cock of the week segment but it feels like there are a lot of players that go to china get paid big bucks and very like very shortly after very shortly thereafter 
want to get the fuck out of there and make no secret of it. Yeah, I be- well, I believe I believe that's going to stop now because a new rule got grandfathered in in the Chinese Super League that foreign players can only get paid like X amount. So I think a lot of those astronomical wages are going to. Remember a couple years ago when people down. were. Remember a couple years ago when people were saying that like the Chinese Super League was the league of the future and that like yeah. it was the end of European football as we knew it. Psych. Uh, Moise Kian still gets a call up. Um, who plays well, plays well for Italy every time he does get called up, even though he can't get a start for Everton and has been loaned out to PSG, much to the uh, chagrin of many Juve fans who are hoping to have him back. I think that's a bad move for him, bro. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you think of that move, him going to PSG of all fucking I don't, I don't, I don't see where – I mean, Calvert-Lewin pretty much fucked him out of, get out of a starting spot in Everton. I mean, not even that. I mean, Moise Keane fucked himself out of a starting spot in Everton, but Calvert-Lewin's form definitely made it even harder. I don't, I don't see where – I know Trupo Moting left to, to Bayern, but uh, I guess Icardi is still there, and I don't know if Mbappe will play on the wing. I don't know what the fuck – PSG plays, but he's definitely not going to be first choice striker. Well, he's a center forward, man. You know, he is a center forward, and generally, so generally, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's a good move. I definitely. I mean, currently, well, currently you have Icardi that's a center forward, and Chupo Moting's out, and Cavani is out. So, I mean, typically, I know Mbappe is capable of playing as a center forward, but he does often play out wide on the right. While Neymar plays out on the left, so perhaps, 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 we'll perhaps we'll he could be a second option for them. And you know what? He speaks French. Um, you know, Ivorian, uh, Ivorian origin, a lot of Africans in, uh, in the city of Paris. I think he'd fit right in there. I know he goes back to Paris often, just like on vacation. I know he's traveled there. Um, maybe he'd enjoy well, it. You know, big club. He, he, is a, he is a flashy player. So um, I don't know. All the best. The, the, the only kid. thing I'm hoping out of this international league, Sam, is that no fucking COVID outbreaks. And, here, you know, and I, here's, that, I, that's here's I where I wanted to wrap on. The, that, that's more the, that I care about more than any of these games. Dude, to be honest dude, with you. dude. I, I, don't, I, I don't see why it makes any sense when Europe is going through a fucking heavy second wave right now in Spain and France. I don't know. And I, I don't know about the to other be fair, they're, they're I, tested all the time, these players are. I know. But it's but, it it, but like cases sense. like cases like the Napoli one or like the doesn't general one are fucking doesn't concerning. make sense. That, no, but that was my biggest that was my biggest thought. Like that was my biggest thought a couple of days. Makes no sense. Yeah, it feels a little if, bit weird. Like, like if that derails club football, then like fuck UEFA for keeping this shit going on. You know. Like, I mean, if any, it. if anything, it might help club football because it's going to give teams like Genoa and Napoli a chance to to to, to, to recover. <laughs> but I mean, nah, like, fuck like that. But it's just it feels a little bit weird when like again, I mean, Insigne is not in the team because he's injured. But had he been healthy, he wouldn't be in this team probably because he was no. on Napoli. Likewise, like. Di Lorenzo not on the team, Meta not in this team, Perin probably wouldn't have made this team. You know, like like it's 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 it feels a little bit weird when you can't call up players from entire teams because of like COVID risks. Because like I, I, I again, I I I, I don't know. It, it it's it's still it's still it still feels a little bit weird to me. Last time it didn't feel as weird as it does this time. Maybe because you know shit. Maybe because it's getting cold in the northern hemisphere. Cases are going up now, and it feels like it's more of a risk, but. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, it doesn't doesn't derail club football, as you said. And uh, listen, as long as we have Azuri games, I'm not going to complain. But you know, let's uh, let's hope that it's not to the detriment of uh, of um, the city and uh, public health. So anyway, I guess next week we'll uh, we'll have a couple games to break down. That'll be fun. Three big games. Th- three games is a lot to break down. We could actually probably have a proper like a proper Azuri Azuri pod, which we haven't had for a while. So uh, would you be down for that, bud? Uh, we'll, 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 we'll be in talks. We'll be in talks during the week. Of course. And Mr. 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 Genaletti, the, uh, the, 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 the least 
the least patriotic Italian, uh, Italian nah, football club, fan. Club Italian football, football fan, I know. Club okay. football all the way. Listeners, get at us on Instagram, Twitter, at Caltro Podcast. We're on TikTok, at Caltro Podcast, for the, uh, for the periodic post. Check us, out, uh, check us out there. Share our Facebook page, the Caltro Podcast, with your older relatives. And get at us on all platforms. Subscribe to us. And stay tuned. Enjoy the international football. Enjoy the Azuri's games in the next week, listeners. Thanks for listening to this 98th episode. And we'll catch you next time. Ciao. Ciao. Se fumo e la prassi, non volevo andarci a scuola. Sapevo già da allora, ho dato la parola. Parlano i fatti, è in una lingua sola. Ho fatto bingo e broda, tu hai fatto la tua storia. Credimi, basti uscire fuori a cena. E non preoccuparmi se ho banco noti o meno. Se si toglie i tacchi, ho già capito il nesso. Marco d'amore sempre